all you rad movie lovers. Hey, 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 we are back one more time to get you right in the field. Yeah, man, I feel it, baby. Ready to put your hand right inside of our glove. Come on, you It's another fantastic episode of Red Movie Rama. And if we've got something special for you, because we are doing our very first listener's request. And this one comes from our good friend and fellow podcaster, Alan McPherson. Well, uh, so who does this guy think he is trying to tell us how to run our show, huh? He's up there as well. I asked for some requests. And man, did he deliver because he recommended we do the 1986 Bat Crap Crazy Never Too Young to Die. Oh boy, I so like that movie, boy. And I so like that Alan McPherson, too. Matter of fact, I wrote a song about it. Goes like this. Oh, we're cooking now, boy. Hey. Alan McPherson, never too young to die. Wants us to do this movie, but we don't know why. Starring John Famous and starring Vanity. Gene Simmons as a tranny is a real good treat. We'll have a good time, but don't drink the water. If yeah, vanity is hot stuff with a gun. The theme song for John Famous goes much longer than Gene Simmons' tongue. Oh, Alan Nifilson, this one's just for you. And Rad Movie Rama loves this movie too. Oh, that's right, boy. Do this for Fallon. Well, congratulations. You just uh, kicked us off on a terrible start. Well, I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, you would, Skippy. So let's go ahead and get on with this doomed project. So, uh, what's this movie about? Well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Take it away, Rick. Never Too Young to Die is a 1986 action-adventure comedy. A top-secret agent is murdered, so his estranged son, a high school gymnast, teams up with his father's attractive female partner to stop the psychopathic hermaphroditic gang leader who killed him and now plans a major terrorist attack. Starring... John Stamos as Lance Stargrove. Hey, it's Uncle Jesse. Vanity as Donja Deering. She works hard for the money. Gene Simmons as Velvet Von Ragnar. Hey, I want to be an actor. Give me that role. And guest appearances by George Lazenby, Robert England, Peter Kwong, and Ed Brock as Pyramid. Jeez, this guy. And a whole bunch of other people that need a shower. Back to you, Rick. Oh, boy, this already sounds like a crap sandwich warmed up in the microwave. Well, have a seat at the picnic table because you're about to get served. When this movie kicks off, we're introduced to a big gang of numbnuts, and they're all at a secret hideout, and they happen to be the gang that belongs to Velvet Von Ragnar. Okay, so I, I know you didn't expect this, and uh, I've got a question. So what's a Velvet Von Ragnar? Well, it's the villain of this movie who also happens to be a hermaphrodite. Yeah, that's hot! Wait, hold, hold on. Hermaphrodite? 
Meaning? Uh, they got both sets of plumbing. Well, this sounds like a family-friendly movie. Yeah, it's like he's half man, half woman all the time. Yeah, he just told me that there, moron. Play nice as well. But anyways, he's got his group together, and he's talking about his new plan, how they're going to hold the whole city hostage for money and jewels by poisoning the water supply for the town. Hey, hey, are, are you sure we're not watching the Batman Begins movie? Because I remember Liam Neeson running around as a hermaphrodite threatening to poison the water <laughs> in our town. Well, besides the Liam Neeson thing, you've got a really good point there, but but this is way before that movie. And I have to admit that uh, Ragnar is very Joker-like if the Joker was, you know, mixed with Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wow. Well, who would have thought that? Uh, did the producers just say, hey, we need uh, someone that could be like the Joker? but uh, can act like Tim Curry and Rocky Horror. In other words, 80s Gene Simmons. You just absolutely nailed it. And the objective here is he's telling this crowd, we've got this plan to poison the water supply, but all the information to do it is on a floppy disk. And we've lost it. I can already tell these people are idiots. Yeah, pretty much so. But they do have a hostage. And they are interrogating this lady about uh, where they can get the information about the disc. And Ragnar gives her... The finger. Wow, that's that's really different because in most movies you try to do like physical harm to them instead of give them a, you know, gesture like that. The finger. is not what you think it is. And I'm not even going to attempt to try to tell you what it is. You'll just have to see it for yourself. Yeah, man, because it's hot. Skippy. It sounds like something I would totally not want to see. But in the process of doing so, Ragnar finds out that this lady belongs to Ragnar's archenemy, Stargrove. Oh, well, cool. That That's a cool-sounding name for a hero, but he's like some big muscle-bound freak like Duke Nukem. Well, we don't know at the moment because we get to see Lance Stargrove, and he's a young man in college, and he's a gymnast. And uh, he has his own theme song. Well, you know what? What's wrong with that? I mean, wrestlers have their own theme song. Why wouldn't a gymnast? Well, uh, you know, I I see your point. But anyways, uh, he's in college, and he has a roommate named Cliff that makes all kinds of cool devices like uh, junior James Bond type stuff. Okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. So I guess at night... That Lance, when he's not gymnasting, he's going around and fighting crime and using these tools that his roommate makes? Well, no. looks like he pretty much just uses the technology to cheat on tests in his classes. <sighs> Never mind. Look at this guy, Mr. Pepper Cups, trying to take a test. Get real. Well, you're right, because it is about trying to show that that Lance doesn't have a good relationship with his dad, who we cut away to, and he is some sort of special agent. And he's on a mission with a small task group, and they're there to protect the water supply because they heard some idiot's going to try to put poison in it. Ah, well, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, and one of the task force people is a guy named Carruthers, which we find out is Ragnar in disguise. Walks like Gene Simmons. Walks like Gene Simmons. Talks like Gene Simmons. Talks like Gene Simmons. Looks like Gene Simmons. But I got wise. You're just Ragnar in disguise. Yes, you are Ragnar in disguise. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Well, there you go. I hope you're happy. I could hear people turning off the podcast as we speak. I bet they're still listening. Well, I, I hope it's not one of those costumes where it's obvious that uh, that it's somebody different. Uh, it's it's pretty obvious. But anyways, Carruthers knocks out the other agent and then uh, gets in a fight with uh, Stargrove and shoots him in the leg. Wow, that escalated really fast. I, I bet Stargrove's in a lot of pain. Uh, actually, he acts like it doesn't hurt him at all. Wow, he must uh, really be a tough dude then. Yeah, he is. And then he wakes up. The other guy's been knocked out, and they chase after Carruthers. And deep inside the water plant is all of... Carruthers' smelly crew. Uh-oh. It's gonna be an ambush. Yeah, and Stargrove runs up to a bunch of the smelly guys and opens up an umbrella. What? An umbrella? Who does he think he is? The freaking penguin? Well, you gotta remember we're going with this whole James Bond thing, so it's it's like it's a protective shield, but it looks like an umbrella as well. Anyways, he starts blasting the guys. Wow, this guy does think he's like James Bond then. Well, he actually is, but we'll say that for another show. Yeah, whatever you say, Studley. Anyways, there's too many smelly people to shoot, so they end up catching Stargrove and hold him captive. And uh, Ragnar threatens to kill his son if he doesn't give him the disc. Well, that just shows, like Mom always said, you never realize the work we do hurts the ones we love. Yeah, I've never really heard that before. So does... Stargrove get away? Well, he tries, but then Ragnar shoots him with a shotgun. Holy jeez. Boy, this uh, Ragnar is one bad mother father. That's true. But uh, at this point, we find out that Lance gets an inheritance, and included in that inheritance is uh, some farmland. Farmland. Boy, I bet he's disappointed. Well, actually, he jumps on his dirt bike and rides out there to check the property out. But there's somebody already living on that property. Her name is Donja Deering. Yeah. I'm sorry, can you say that name again? Yeah, uh, Donja. Yep, still not getting it. Can you spell it? Uh, sure, D-A-N-J-A. Oh, come on now, for real? Her name is Danger? Well, they call her Donja. Danger Deering? Well, it does have a ring. <sighs> Anyways, while she's in the barn putting away the horses, uh, this bad guy just comes busting through the door. So, let me ask you, how do you know this guy's a bad guy? I mean, is he wearing, like, a trench coat and some sunglasses? No, we could only wish. This guy's name is Pyramid, and he looks ah. just like he stepped off a Conan movie. I mean, he's shirtless, oh. with leather strappings, and a skull, like, on his belt. When You know, it's, uh... Lame. Hairs up in a mohawk, his eyebrows are missing. You know, that kind of bad guy. What the heck? Did he just show up at the wrong movie location or something? No, because he's there to get the disc from Donja. Well, does Afro Conan get it from her? Actually, she uh, handles him pretty well, and uh, with a little trickery and some spy knowledge, she uh, gets a gun and forces him on the ground. That's what I'm talking about. Woman power! Yeah, but there's this other punk with a yellow mohawk and a bunch of crap in his teeth, and he helps the barbarian back in control. Ah, bunch of morons. You know what I say? Not my barn, not my problem. Right on cue, no way, because that's when Lance shows up and he causes a distraction and uh, yeah. Donja kicks the rifle out of Afro Conan's hand All right. and uh, hits him in the face and then knocks him out. Yeah. And then she grabs the gun and shoots Beetlejuice Punk and kills him. Take that, you punker. And again, lady power. Yeah, and then she realizes the barn is on fire and tells uh, Lance to get out because it's going to blow. Wh wh why would the barn blow up? Well, because there's a box of hand grenades laying on the ground. Oh, well, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, so Lance and Danja hangs out in the house, and uh, we get the discussion of who she is and what she meant to her dad. She was uh, his partner. And uh, I think just totally business-wise, though. Yeah, I bet that's what it was because she's hot, man. Sir, sir. Your mom would be so proud. Uh, yeah, 
And then a car pulls up in front of the farmhouse, and Danger tells Lance to stay in the house, and she goes out to see who it is. And it ends up being somebody she works with, and his name is Carruthers. Dum, dum, dum. Holy crap, she's probably going to tell him everything. They, they've they got to stop this guy. Yeah, they do, because uh, Carruthers tells them that uh, they need to follow Ragnar, and she's performing tonight at this little club, and she's going to do a little song and dance, and uh, they want to keep tabs on Ragnar. Holy jeez. Well, I- at least, is this place like a nice, swanky place? Well, they're driving motorcycles all inside the place, so, you know, it's quaint. Well, maybe Chuck Norris will show up again and take care of business. Well, he doesn't, but uh, Donja shows up, and so does Lance. And uh, Ragnar hits the stage, and uh, it's uh, something else. Well, so is he, I mean, is she, are they entertaining? Well, it's a lot of self-groping through an outfit that looks like Cher ate an ice capade skater. Yeah, that's hot. Wow, I'd, I'd actually pay to see that. I love the ice capades. Yeah, but I will say that there are some uh, Kiss song lyrics that are used here, so that's, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. Wait. wait. Kiss, like like that satanic band? Uh, they're not satanic. Well, well, my mom disagrees. Oh, I like them old Kiss boys, man. I like their music. Matter of fact, me and Ace Freely did a version of Mambo Number no. Five together. Well, I've never heard it, and I'm sure there's a reason why. Uh, yeah. Anyways, back to the movie. This is where Donja tells Lance that uh, Ragnar is the person that killed his dad, and. Uh, that kind of splits up the team here, and uh, Donja leaves. Yeah, I've seen this in a movie before, too, because I think later on, Ragnar looks at it, Lance and says, Lance, Wrong movie. I am your father nah. or mother, Wrong whatever movie. it is. Wrong movie. Well, anyways, Lance decides to go backstage and meet Ragnar face-to-face like a fan and get an autograph. And while he's in there, he tries to uh, bug Ragnar's room so he can kind of hear what's happening. Yeah, Lance is smart. He's trying to figure this out. Yeah, but uh, uh, Ragnar finds the bug and flushes it down the toilet. Well, that's not sanitary. Yeah, and then Lance uh, tries to leave, and there's this drunk dude trying to get on his bike, and uh, the guy pushes Lance down and cranks up the bike, and it blows up. Yeah, I hope it blows his brains out. Oh, no, not not this guy again. So, uh, just a question. Why? Why does the bike blow up? Because earlier, while uh, Lance was inside watching the show, Pyramid came out and uh, rigged up his bike with some explosives. So, uh, just going out on a limb here, how does Pyramid know which bike is Lance's? We have no idea. I hope this guy gets kicked in the barbarians. Yeah, well... It doesn't stop Lance. Lance goes back to his roommate and uh, gets Cliff's bike and takes off on it. Yeah, another question there, Skippy. I mean, didn't he just inherit a buttload of money? Couldn't he just go buy something new, like a car or something? I I guess he could, but uh, maybe he just doesn't have any time. So uh, he's busy tracking Danja down and her vet while uh, Carruthers calls her and tells her that he knows where Ragnar's hideout is. This this is getting so confusing. I I can't keep up with the tranny here. No, no, hermaphrodite. Big difference. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, At this point, we get some pretty good action because out of nowhere comes uh, two of Ragnar's guys on motorcycles and uh, they're trying to kill Lance while he's on... His motorcycle. Well, another question, Skippy. Uh, isn't he now on Cliff's motorcycle? So how do these morons know that it's Lance? I mean, yeah, helmet and everything's different. Yeah, you know, I don't really have an answer. But we do get some more awesome action where Donja drives her vet underneath the trailer of a semi-truck when it's rolling down the road, just like on uh, Christmas Vacation. Wow, so not only is she a kick-butt agent, but, you know, she's a really good driver, too. 
Yeah, and then she positions herself in the car on the other side of the truck and uh, is able to shoot the two guys that are chasing Lance. Wow, that uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and one of those guys gets crushed under the wheels of the big semi-truck as it's rolling down the road. Yeah, I better squish that dude's brains out. Sir, you, you need help. Uh, she sounds incredible. I think I really like her. Yeah, and then Lance just pulls his bike over on the side and just leaves it out in the middle of the desert and jumps in the vet and they take off together as a team. Well, I, I hate that Cliff's probably going to lose his bike, but I'm happy for Team Hermapha Butt Kicker. Yeah, they're feeling pretty good about it too, but a little bit down the road, Depeche Mode is putting out some tire spikes and uh, they capture the both of them. Oh no, this, this isn't good at all. At all. So I guess they're going to take them back to Ragnar's hideout. But only Donja. They end up taking Lance back to the farmhouse with a couple of knuckleheads. Well, that makes about as much sense as anything else in this movie so far, Skippy. And they're they're roughing Lance up and wanting the disc, and uh, he finally hits a breaking point and starts using his gymnastics as a form of self-defense. Oh, that kind of sounds like that movie I did the soundtrack for called Jim Carter. But I, I know you're senile now because I know that the president never took gymnastics. It's Jim Cotta, not Jimmy Cotta. That's totally different. Oh, sorry. My bad. Sorry. Easy mistake. But anyways, at this point, Lance is looking around the house and discovers a secret lair where his dad kept all of his special agents crap. Then out of nowhere, Cliff shows up, his roommate. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, First off, um, how does he know where Lance is? Or how does he even know where the house is? I have no idea, but he shows up and he shows Lance a new device he built called the Fire Blazer. Well, that's super convenient too now, isn't it? Well, you think that's convenient? His roommate also has the disc. Oh, come on now. We just... We've broken the stupid meter. Yeah, and he's on a brand new motorcycle for some reason that has a special compartment that enclosed uh, the disc in it. Oh, good grief. I've heard more sensible stories at an Alzheimer's convention. Yeah, but uh, they team up and they go to uh, the hideout where they've got uh, Donja burning up in an oven. And uh, Lance and Cliff break in and save her. So are they, like, using Jim Foo and karate chops and stuff like that? No, man. They're going in guns blazing, and they're blowing crap up. And when they find Donja, they shoot the locks that were holding her down, and uh, they get her out of there. Yeah, I don't know if that's smart to have these guys that have barely ever shot guns in their life to shoot locks off my wrist. Well, they do, and they get away, and then they go to the agency and tell them about what's been happening, and while they're telling everybody, Carruthers is there too, listening, and gives them advice on what to do next. Surely they expect something by now, right? Well, Lance does, but uh, Carruthers tells them, here's the new plan, and the plan is to be recaptured so they can get to where Ragnar is. Didn't we just do this? Uh, Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, this is just like Groundhog's Day. Well, it doesn't really matter because at this point, this is where Donja makes her moves on Lance and tries to seduce him. Oh, yeah, man. You know that's hot. She's out there with the water hose. That's hot. Well, who can blame her? I mean, everybody falls for Uncle Jesse. Yes, they do. And at this point, we get some uh, some sex with sacks. Yeah, man. They're going to sex town. That's hot. Yeah, all right. Put it back in your pants. And while this is happening at a different location, Pyramid sneaks up and steals the new motorcycle that's got the disc in it. So how does he know anything about this bike? Well, Carruthers knows, and he tells Pyramid to go steal it. And while that's going on, Carruthers takes a group of body doubles, flies them over to the farmhouse, and switches them out with uh, 
the real deal. Oh no, he's he's hijacking them. Yeah, and this is at the point where Carruthers exposes himself and shows that it's really Ragnar. Well, simple solution here. Why don't we just take a bazooka and just blow the whole bunch of them up? Because I don't care. Y- yeah, you do. And and uh, so they go back to Ragnar's hideout again, and it's right close to the water plant. Well, of course this is where they go. There's nowhere else to go, Skippy. Yep, so Ragnar now has his enemies and the disc. Well, sounds like they really screwed the pooch this time. I wonder how they're going to get out of it. Well, Lance has the great idea that he's going to challenge Pyramid to a one-on-one fight. Well, geesh, I guess he didn't get his smarts from his dad then. That's what happens when you cheat on your test. Well, he ends up cheating at fighting, too, because he ends up getting his hands on a machine gun and shoots Pyramid and kills him. Then he just starts going crazy and shooting all the smelly biker people there, too. Aha! Well, I, I bet they all wish they were at a Grateful Dead concert instead of here, a bunch of hippies. Yeah, and then a, a military helicopter comes out of nowhere and starts shooting more of the gang members, and everybody scatters while Ragnar and Freddy Krueger go inside of the water plant and start the the plan for the poisoning process. Okay, Studley. Two, two questions. First, Freddy Krueger? Yeah, Robert England's in this movie for very little reason. Oh, okay, gotcha. And the second question is, why didn't they just go ahead and start doing this beforehand? They had all the stuff to do it. Yeah, well, because our bad guys are not very smart, and uh, if they were, this movie would have been over about an, an hour ago. But anyways, uh, Lance and Danja are now chasing Ragnar and Krugar, while Cliff shows up and uh, the entire army starts uh, shooting all the gang. Sounds like another free-for-all. Yeah, and then Ragnar jumps into a semi-truck with a briefcase computer with a the launch combination that's on the disc to poison the water. So, uh, why why didn't they just, like, dump the barrels of poison in the water by hand? Well, because it's the 80s, and you have to use the, the newest hip technology. Anyways, he gets to the dam and runs across it on foot, but uh, Lance isn't far behind, and uh, Ragnar sets the computer down and sets the code, and it'll launch in about three minutes. Yeah, I bet that's going to be a really long three minutes, too. Uh, no, it, it goes pretty fast, because now Lance is driving across the dam, and uh, Ragnar makes him lose control of his bike, and uh, the bike flips off the side of the dam, and now Lance is hanging on the side, about to fall to his death. Well, that's typical hermaphrodite bad guy stuff there. Yeah, and w- but with Lance being a gymnast, he could easily flip himself back up, and uh, we have another fight confrontation. Oh, jeez, I know what this is leading to. Go ahead and say it, Skippy. We'll find it right here on Movie Fight Night. Egan welcoming you back to the most exciting show on TV. It's Movie Fight Night. Welcome one and all. We've got some outstanding action for you, but I can't do this alone. I have to have my good friend, Jimmy the Claw. What you know, Jimmy? How's it going, Doc? It's awesome to be back again for some more. Oh, thank you, folks. Appreciate that. We got some fans in the house, looks like. But yeah, Doc, it's going to be a lot of fun out here, uh, standing on top of this huge dam. Uh not really sure why we're here. So, uh, you know, they just told me to show up. Yeah, we do have some action that's going to happen here. It is an odd location, but what it comes down to is uh, somebody's trying to poison the water, and uh, this is the location where it all goes down. Yeah, a little earlier I was watching the film of what happened, and it seems like uh, the young man was uh, about to fall to his death, but uh, due to his uh, athletic abilities, 
flipped herself back up, mm-hmm. and he's uh, ready to confront this uh, this enemy head on. Yeah, young man Lance Stargrove, uh, from what we know, hasn't really had much confrontation with anybody, except on the uh, gymnastics floor. So uh, this is uh, an unusual enemy because uh, it's a kind of a he-she, so Doc. we're not really sure what they're capable Doc. of. Hold on, Doc. Explain. Did you just say he, she? I sure did there, Jim, but we don't have time to explain that right now. We got to go to Louis the Bluey. Take it away, Louis. All right, all you, listen up. We're going to have a bout of action here. One round of action that I like to call Wham, Bam, Fuck You, Ma'am. Over here on this side of the dam, wearing army fatigues. Just got laid for the first time by fucking vanity. Weighs about a buck twenty-five. A snotty nose, daddy fucking boy. Lance Stargrove, Stargrove. And over here on the other side of the dam, weighing about two twenty-five. Looks like they just ate fucking Diana Ross and kept her outfit. The only person I know that I can say go fuck yourself, and they can do it. Velvet Vaughn Ragnar. Ragnar. And there's the bell, and we're not wasting any time. Jim Ragnar is now swinging a metal bar at Lance's head. Yeah, Ragnar's not even really aiming at all, just swinging vicariously. Uh, Nice word there, Jim. I will have to look it up when we're done. You do that, Doc. Ragnar still swinging, but no connection. Yeah, but they're just getting warmed up here, Doc. And it looks like now we got a little verbiage going on between the two people. You know, this is very odd, Doc. I can't tell if she really likes him or he likes her or they want to kill each other. I'm not sure what's going on, Doc. Yeah, well, it is a confusing world in which we live there, Jim. Oh, it sounds like John Carpenter's here with his keyboard. And Ragnar is still swinging away with no connection. Lance has climbed the damn wall, and he does a somersault off the side to get away from the swinging. Yeah, but Ragnar caught his foot, and he's on the ground now. Yes, but Lance just kicked Ragnar right in the gut, and she fell on top of him, and oh, oh no. Oh, boy. Jim, I believe that Ragnar's top has come down while she landed right on top of Lance. Yeah, we got some boobs showing here. Oh, and Lance just bites her on the boobie. Oh, Doc, I can tell you for a fact, that hurts. Oh, and Lance jumps up, and he gives a good knee right to the side of Ragnar's face. Oh, it sounds like uh, Ragnar's giving up. Oh, and another good punch to the face. Oh, where's Lance going to? I believe that's the computer briefcase that we've been hearing so much about. He's trying to make Ragnar stop the cold. Oh, gee, Doc, if uh, if Lance can get that done, then this fight is already over. Yeah, but it looks like Ragnar is saying there's no way it can be stopped. Once it started, it's going to happen. Oh, that sounds like a cop-out to me there, Doc. And it looks like there's only about two minutes left before it poisons the entire town. Uh Oh, look, Doc, I think it's a distraction. I believe you're right there, Jim. Looks like Ragnar is removing a part of a glove and revealing a very long knife-like fingernail. Well, these are all signs of having a real bad cocaine problem there, Doc. Oh, and she stabs Lance with the fingernail. He's gonna have to take care of that quick, Doc, because it could get infected overnight. And Ragnar delivers his own punch to the face. Oh, that pretty much knocked him out, looks like, Doc. And now Ragnar is picking up Lance like he doesn't weigh anything and gonna throw him over the edge. Oh, come on, Lance. Pull it together, son. Well, oh, luckily he caught the top bar of the dam and he saved himself from falling again. Yeah, but look at Ragnar. This is, uh, this is 
is going to get despicable, looks like. Yeah, Ragnar's just playing with him now. Smacking his fingers with the bar, making him pull his hands off one at a time. I don't think he can hold on very long, Doc. Oh, she stabs his other hand with the long fingernail. Oh, this could be the end for Lance. Well, hold on a minute. Lance is pulling himself up closer to Ragnar, and it looks like they're gonna kiss. Well, who am I to judge there, Doc? I mean, whatever floats your boat, right? Oh, watch out for that tongue there, Lance. Holy jeez, that's a long mother. Oh, and Lance does a little trickery. He makes Ragnar stab herself in the neck with her long fingernail. Wow, that was really impressive, Doc. Cat-like reflexes. And look at young Lance go. Oh. He flips his legs up, grabs Ragnar's head, and flips him off oh, the edge of the nose to his death. Wow, there's no coming back from that one, Doc. That was some unbelievable action there, Jim. Uh-oh, there's a helicopter flying overhead, and I bet it's a popo. Jim, we better get out of here. Yeah, I smell bacon. Folks, take care of yourself. This is Jimmy the Claw and Doc Egan saying, see you later, right here on Movie Fight Nights. Well, that was about as exciting as shelling peas. Uh, so what about the bomb? Well, Danja's overhead in a helicopter, and she throws Cliff the uh, the fire blazer, and uh, he tries to destroy the computer with it, and it doesn't work. Well, Skippy, that's some really awful accurate throwing there from a helicopter. Are you out of your mind? Leah, like that's going to ever happen. Well, and there's only about eight seconds left, so Lance has to think quick, and he takes a computer in one hand, and he's got the fire blazer in another hand, and he throws them both up in the air, and they collide in midair and blow up just in time. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't get any lamer than that. You might as well just have the Care Bears come floating down a rainbow at the end. Rainbows. I freaking love them. Yeah, and Lance saves the day, and the corporation offers him a job like his dad's, and uh, he gives them the finger. Well, I'm giving this movie the finger, too. It was a total waste of time. Uh, come on now. You know you had fun with it. What about the rest of you? What did y'all think about this movie? Man, this right, is super rad. rad. Super rad. Well, I knew that we would enjoy it. And I hope all of you listening will go out and check it out and try to enjoy it as well. It's a whole bunch of fun. It makes absolutely no sense. But it's unlike anything else you've seen. So give it a shot. We'll see you next time, rock and rollers.